0: Hey Podscot, welcome back to another episode of How Did I Miss This with yours truly, me, Megan. Today we are going to talk about the beautiful black and white classic, Casablanca. Guys, I loved this movie so much. I've never seen it. I knew nothing about it as per usual, but I did know that Humphrey Bogart was in this movie and I'm a huge fan of his. He was just a total babe back in the day <laughs> and I just really enjoyed this film. It had all the classic elements to the classy black and white movie feels. That's the perfect way to describe it. This movie gave me the feels. I was so engulfed into the movie the entire time. It was just classic. I loved it. So Casablanca, it was released. January 23rd 1943 director is Michael oh you know me in names Curtis or Curtis I don't know it's got a Z and sometimes Z's are very like is it a Z or a S English language you guys The cast is some of my faves. We've got Humphrey Bogart as Rick Blaine. We're going to talk about it, you guys, but Humphrey Bogart's performance in this movie was so wonderful. I loved everything about it. His attitude, his costume, everything. It was classic. I loved it. We have Ingrid Bergman. I'm assuming that's how you say it. As Ilsa Lund. She was stunning and wonderful in this movie. Paul Henried? Me and names, you guys. He played Victor Laszlo. He was also great. Peter Lore as Ugart. And that's his character's name, Ugart, I believe. But I didn't even know what they were saying when I was watching the movie. I was like, what are you saying? What's his name? We have Claude Rains, who played Captain Lewis Wren. He grew on me, okay? I'm pretty sure in my reaction video, I called him a weasel and I still stand by that. But (laughs) he grew on me. I liked him a lot in the movie. He was great. Sydney Greenstreet as Signor Ferrari, my favorite. Dooley Wilson as Sam. Cannot express how much I love the character Sam. He was fantastic. So we've got a slew of really great old classic Hollywood stars in this movie and that's the best way to describe this movie is old classic Hollywood. You can't get any more classic than Casablanca. It was so wonderful and it was such a beautiful story. Again not knowing anything about it. I went in knowing that famous line the I'm gonna butcher it but the (laughs) The one where he says, that, "Out of all the gin bars to walk into, she stumbled into mine." You guys know what I'm talking about—that famous line. <laughs> I knew that line was in this movie. That's pretty much all I knew about the movie: was there is a gin bar and some girl walked into it. But it's so much more than that, you know. We open the film, and we are in World War II. I'm not sure as to the timeline of when this was during the war, but I believe this was when the Americans were coming into the picture. Casablanca seems to be like a refugee place for everyone who's fleeing their countries to escape the Nazi Germany take over. This seems to be a pretty neutral place because it has not been taken over by Nazi Germany yet. I believe that Casablanca at the time was occupied by France, which makes sense because they sing the French national anthem in the movie. And that was pretty freaking epic. I love that part of the movie. So we just come into this town where it's just pretty much a slew of different people and it's pretty cool to see. The movie is black and white. Let's just get that out there. It's black and white but you gotta love a good black and white movie. These kind of movies make you really pay attention to the dialogue and you really pay attention to what's being said, how it's being said, who's saying. It's just like you really do hone in on watching. But we've got Humphrey Bogart's character rick rick owns this speakeasy which i think was a term for just bar back then (laughs) and a casino there's definitely a casino scene in this bar he owns this place and he's just this kind of like lone wolf guy He knows exactly who he is as a human, which is great. He says things from time to time like, I don't stick my neck out for anybody, which is like, yeah, you shouldn't. You set your own boundaries, my friend. He was a really cool character. I loved that about him. He knew exactly who he was, what he wanted, what he didn't want. He was not afraid to stick up for his beliefs, not just beliefs, but just like what he liked and didn't like. He was not afraid to just be like, no, you're not coming into my club. Why? Because I don't like you. That was his vibe and I was here for it. Most of the time we spend is in his place, which is fine. I don't think we really needed too many different locations because then I think it just would have gotten really, really muddy. But we are quick to find a shooting that happens and these two paper carriers get shot and they have documents which everybody wants to get their hands on because the issue is, even though Casablanca is this refugee place, it seems that it's so hard to get papers to leave Casablanca and make your way to America which is the dream in these movies it just seems to be difficult for people to actually leave Casablanca so word gets out that the shooting happened these two guys and the papers that they have and everyone's just like ooh got to get those papers i mean it wasn't like everybody but everyone was just like i want those papers and it turns out that peter lore's character again ugart peter lore's character I'm <laughs> He has the papers and I'm pretty sure he's the one who did the shooting also, but I'm not 100% clear on that. But he has these papers and the only person that he trusts to look after these papers is Rick Humphrey Bogart. And there's this great like exchange between the two of them where he's like, I don't like you. And he's like, oh, I know. But like, we respect each other. Right, Rick? It's a cool little friendship. But does he save him when he gets pinched by the cops? Sure doesn't. (laughs) He's like, I don't stick in my neck out for nobody again he's a man who knows who he is and it's great but now rick has these papers i think in his mind he's like i'm gonna use these for myself here's my only thing with rick he's apparently like blacklisted from america i think and i watched this movie pretty intently i don't think that they ever really explained why he's blacklisted from coming back into america (laughs) (laughs) they keep mentioning it he's like yeah I'm just gonna die in Casablanca because I can't go back and even people are like I think about reasons why you can't go back but they never really say and I think that's fine it leaves mystery to the movie it leaves Humphrey Bogart's character up for mysterious like interpretation so I kind of liked it I wasn't like pining for the answer for that one but it's a pretty cool thing to know that he's blacklisted and he just can't go back but he hides these papers that he gets inside of his piano player's piano which let's talk about it piano player Sam he is the best person in this movie he is a real friend we all know how I feel about friendships at this point he is loyal kind supportive he's just so good I love him his character makes me so happy he has so many good moments there's a flashback at a train station with Rick and he's just like encouraging him to get on the train and go and live his life then they're back at like the bar in Casablanca and present time and Rick's getting drunk and he's like hey boss I'll get drunk with you and Rick's like no I don't want you to and he's like well then let's go for a car ride let's go fishing let's do something and then we'll get drunk again and <laughs> he's just like no Sam go home and <laughs> Sam's like, nah, boss, I'm gonna stay right here. And I'm like, oh, he's such a good guy, such a good guy. Anyways, I digress, as I usually do. So Rick's got these papers, hides them away for safekeeping. Peter Lore's character gets arrested. They take him away. He is now gone. Pretty sure he's dead, but he's gone now. So Rick's got the papers, but nobody else knows that he has them, which is awesome. Everyone kind of suspects throughout the movie that he has them at some point. He never really confirms nor denies that he has these papers. But here's where things get twisty. So we've got this character Victor Laszlo. He is apparently a prisoner from a concentration camp who has escaped the Nazis like five times or something like that. He just keeps slipping out of the Nazis fingers and they want him because he I guess is this guy who's pretty much like rounding up everybody underground you know kind of to like rise up and fight against the Nazis. So he's going all these people in hush-hush alleys and underground like secret meetings and he's a threat to the Nazi Germany party and they want him and he is expected to walk into Rick's bar. Here is where the cop, Claude Rains' character, Captain Louise, is it Louis or just Louis? I'm gonna say Louis because it's French. Captain Louis Wren becomes more prominent in the storyline, right? So he and Rick have this relationship where he's pretty much a dirty cop. He admits it at some point too he's like I'm just a nobody low life corrupt officer don't worry about it and him and Rick have this understanding that when Laszlo comes into his club they're gonna arrest him or they're just gonna keep an eye on him and most importantly he is not leaving Casablanca cause the captain at this point is informing Rick that there are Nazi generals or Nazi officials or whatever their rank is is coming in and they're going to try to capture Laszlo for good. That's what they want. That is their main goal. What the twisty part is, when Laszlo walks into the bar, he walks in with his wife, Ilsa Lund, played by Ingrid Bergman. She is stunning in this movie. Okay? Stunning. But we know that there's something right off the bat with her, right? Because her and Sam, the piano player, have this exchange of looks where it's like, oh shit, there she is. And you're like, ooh, I see that Why are we looking at each other like that, you two? Turns out that before coming to Casablanca, Rick was in Paris and met Ilsa in Paris. And the two of them fell in love. And it seemed like a very real passionate love. So she came walking into the speakeasy. I believe that she knew it was Rick's place or suspected. And then the captain confirms when he comes over to sit at their table that this speakeasy belongs to Rick and uses his full name. And she's like, like, oh my god and that classic like low light on everything but the eyes like the eyes have the lighting right and you just see the longing in her glistening eyes oh rick <laughs> as you do in these black and white movies. Now we find Ilsa sitting at the table by herself because Laszlo has gone off to talk to somebody who flashed him a ring that with a symbol that like showed him that he was like on the up and up there in cahoots. So he goes to talk to that guy. Ilsa is sitting by herself and she's like, somebody bring the piano player over. Sam comes over and they chat back and forth a little bit. He kind of acts like he doesn't know her that well, but it's clear that they definitely know each other. And she asks him to play the theme song of this movie which I love so much as time goes by. I love this song. I've loved it for years since I was a kid because it's in one of my favorite love movies of all time Sleepless in Seattle. Ever since I heard it as a kid in that movie I love this song. So this is the theme song for this movie because it seems to be the love song between Ilsa and Rick and at first Sam's like I don't know that song. I don't don't remember it. I don't know how to play it and Ilsa's like yes you do. So he starts playing it. Rick Rick comes in and he's like, Sam, I told you never to play that song again. And in mid-sentence, he notices a girl. And that's when that classic boy sees girl, girl sees boy, and they just lock eyes. They are just looking at each other like in complete shock. So this intrigues me as the viewer even more like, what is it between you two? It's just crazy. Then Laszlo comes back over with the captain. And it's known that Rick does not have drinks with anybody, any kind of customer. customer in his speakeasy he's just by himself he does his own thing that's who rick is but when laszlo is like come please have a drink with us the captain is immediately like oh rick doesn't do that and rick's like yeah i'll sit and i'm like oh here we go. Spill the tea. It's such a cute little moment. But you're intrigued. You're like, wait, why is he sitting? He doesn't sit with anybody. Like, okay, where are we going? It's cleared up that the two of them met in Paris at some point, And they just knew each other. That's all they're admitting to right now. They just knew each other. Then they get up. Everybody kind of leaves and goes home. And now we have... Poor Rick getting drunk in his own bar after hours, which pause, we're gonna talk about this for a hot second because it caught me off guard too. So, there's apparently curfew in Casablanca and they have these spotlights like that you see in prison movies, <laughs> like searching for people to make sure nobody's out and about after hours. No, 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 we don't do that. That is too controlling. And I even said that in my review. I was just like, oh no, I'd be, I would have broken curfew. <laughs> every day i <laughs> can't tell me when to go to bed but somehow ilsa breaks curfew makes it in the shadows back to rick's and this is where we start the flashback of their love story and it's it's a pretty beautiful story they met they fell in love they are roaming through paris they are just living in the now with each other they do mention that they agreed upon no questions so they really didn't know that much about each other which is such a powerful thing when you know that because then you know that this love that they have is very very passionate for them to have that strong of feelings for each other right and they don't know anything about each other I mean listen love is love Amour. we find out that the Nazis are moving into Paris at this point everybody's getting ready to leave and Rick is like let's get married and she's like no I can't Uh." but they're kind of like laughing about it and then Rick is telling her like, well, let's meet at the train station and we'll leave Paris together. Sam is also in on this. We're not leaving Sam behind, you guys. Sam is with us, just to clarify. But as they're talking about the train, Ilsa is just like getting this look on her face. She's like turning all dramatically and all sad and no, don't say it. Oh, kiss me like it's the last time. It's like a whole thing. And But you're sitting there like, why? And then we find out it's because Laszlo was her husband back in Paris. And Rick just didn't know that she was married. Obviously, it's like with good reason. Her husband, being who he was, was sent off to a concentration camp. Not many people survived concentration camps. So, Laszlo was said to have died while trying to escape. And through word of mouth, that's how it got back to Elsa, is that Laszlo died. She thought she had lost her husband. Everything was over and whatever. So, she fell in love with Rick, genuinely. But a few days I think or a week before they decided to leave Paris she got word of mouth that Laszlo was alive and he's just kind of been like underground railroading his way through Europe away from the Nazis so she's like well I'm still married what do I oh my god what do I do now I thought you were dead I fell in love again and now ah, it's a total conundrum to be and I get it so Rick is now at the train station like I mentioned before Sam like the bestie he is running in the rain like come on so she's not coming it's okay we can still do this and here's a letter which she wrote a very vague letter at that point you didn't even need to write the letter but she's like Rick I can't go with you you can't ask why just know that I can't come with you but I love you and goodbye it's like okay you didn't have to write that you not showing up made that very clear so Sam and Rick hop on the train and they leave Paris arriving in Casablanca to present time so now I've got Laszlo and Ilsa are back together very much still married Ilsa is like in the bar after hours now looking at the man that she fell in love with and never thought she'd see again first of all he pretty much called her a whore in the classiest way possible because he's like was it just me and Laszlo or were there others that you just won't talk about is that the kind of woman you are and I'm just like "Ooh." okay she got upset when she had a right to get upset and she kind of just like left without explaining that her husband was in a concentration camp she didn't explain that yet because she was just like you know what if that's how you're gonna be bye like i'll talk to you another day so she leaves then we come across just little storylines like this nazi general uh wants to meet with laszlo and the captain and they're having this sit down and they're pretty much telling laszlo like you're here for good buddy like we have have talked to everybody you're not getting a visa out of here no matter what you do it's not happening he plays it very cool like he's definitely like oh Is that what you're telling me? Because I'm telling you I'm leaving at some point and you're not gonna know. Like that's exactly what happened. And then we also see this this like quick little storyline of Lazo and one of the waiters in Rick's bar. He's like this chunky little server and he's German, I believe. Is he German? Polish? I don't know. Never clarified. I know he's not French though, but he's also in this underground like revolutionary kind of thing. And the two of them, were like escaping the meeting to head back to Rick's without being detected. There's lots of things going on in Casablanca after hours. This curfew Ain't shit. And then we find Laszlo and Rick talking together in the bar. Little does Laszlo know, Ilsa is up in Rick's office. She came to talk to Rick about getting the papers. And even before this, sorry, backtrack a second. So, Ilsa and Laszlo are in their apartment and they're definitely being followed. Like, the Nazi Germany soldier guy is like following them everywhere that they go. They're talking in their apartment. Laszlo's not an idiot, right? He's like, So, you and Rick seem to know each other. <laughs> And Ilsa's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just know him through passing. Laszlo's like, listen, Ilsa, like, you can talk to me. You thought I was dead. I understand. Like, when you were in Paris, though, were you by yourself? And she was like, yes, I was. She never, like, openly admits to ever being in a relationship with Rick to Laszlo, which is like, whatever, girl, he knows. It's okay. He forgives you. He even said, like, I understand what it means to be alone. Like, I get it. And you thought I was dead. So, like, it's okay. But anyways, this is when like he kind of slips out to go to the underground revolutionary meeting. Ilsa goes to Rick and she's like, give us the papers, please. We know you have them. I would love for you to give them to me. And he's like, nope. (laughs) Rick's like, I'm gonna use them for myself and there's nothing you can do to persuade me. Then she pulls out a gun like she's gonna use it. Everybody and their mother knows that Ilsa is not gonna use this gun. Even Humphrey Bogart is like, shoot me. (laughs) And nothing happens with it. So, But then this was their moment where they got to really talk about what happened. And they even share some kissing time because it's a romantic movie. Ilsa's pretty much like, I still love you. Like, I never stopped loving you. My love for you is definitely here. It's just my husband is now back in the picture. I don't know what you want me to do. Then she even tells Rick, oh, things are so confusing. You have to think for the both of us. Girl, that's a lot of thinking for one man for one person (laughs) like it's a lot you're asking a lot of him right now but he definitely comes through and he's like yeah I'll figure something out don't worry about it I'll handle it he's very understanding now that like she thought Laszlo was dead and she fell in love with him thinking she was a widow you know like she thought everything was done everything's like settled all the animosity is definitely cleared so then Rick hears commotion in his speakeasy downstairs and it's Laszlo and his server guy and so he goes downstairs he tells the server guy go upstairs the lights on or whatever they go back upstairs and he's like quiet now I want you to take her home quietly please quietly and safely so he does when he goes back downstairs to Laszlo Laszlo's like listen I know that there's something between my wife and you something happened we don't have to talk about it but just know that I know something happened Rick's like yeah you're right but they have this mutual understanding. Like nobody's mad at each other because it's a perfectly good explanation as to why she fell in love with Rick. She thought she was a widow. <laughs> she didn't know. And she opened her a heart back up again. So it's like a whole thing. But Laszlo asks for the papers and Rick once again is like in the middle of this like thing where he's like, all right, I'll give you the papers. I'll come up with a plan. Once again, I'm thinking for everybody. I got it. I'll handle it. I'll let you know the details later. Then. Laszlo gets arrested in that moment. The captain guy who is a total weasel because apparently he's like sleeping with women who are married but who are coming to ask him for help on getting visas to leave Casablanca for America and he's like I'll get you a visa but what will you do for me? He's just such a like a weasel but he is loyal at the end and he is really funny throughout the movie. I really enjoyed his character as weaselly as he was. He arrests Laszlo takes him away. Now we're kind of like, oh, Laszlo's in jail. Ilsa's in her apartment. Rick's got these papers. Everybody know that Rick's has these papers. Like, what are we doing? Wh- what's about to happen? So Rick comes up with this plan where him and Ilsa are going to take the papers and fly out of Casablanca to America. They are going to leave Laszlo in the wind. And Ilsa's like, but you have to tell him that I love you. And the two of us are going to go away. And he just has to stay here in Casablanca. Lanka. Rick's like yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll handle it I'll tell him oh wait pause we have to talk about this so in the flashback when Ilsa and Rick are in their loving loving moment he says an even more famous iconic line here's looking to you kid I've heard this line many times and I've heard it referenced many times did not know it was in this movie and when he said it I was like oh my goodness oh my god I was so I loved it it made it so much better And he says it several times in the movie and he calls her kid repetitively through the movie. It's just such a cute thing. I loved it. It was great. It's so cool when you hear the famous lines that you know, but you may not know it's from certain movies. Again, we all know why I started this channel. It's because I don't know these movies. So for me, at least, it's a really cool joy when I hear things that I've heard before, but I don't know where they're from. And then I kind of find out organically where they're from. And it hits, it hits just the same. It hits like it hit everybody back in the day when they probably first heard that for the first time and they're like, ooh, nice line. That's how it was for me. I was like, that's an iconic line and it's great. So now Rick is kind of like tying up all the ends to make his getaway with Ilsa even more permanent. He sells his bar to the competition bar across the way. I think it's called like the Blue Parrot or something like that. And he's selling it to the guy. He's like closing up shop, you know? know even the captain is like rick i'm gonna miss you like i don't know what casablanca is gonna be like without you you know like it's gonna be boring you're like the cool guy in town i think the only thing that wasn't really resolved for me was sam oh no wait sam was going to work for the guy from the blue parrot i think that's what sam was gonna do and he was contracted to get paid the same amount or more and get taken care of like rick set sam up for success so we we took care of our bestie. We meet up at Rick's speakeasy and Laszlo and Ilsa are there. Rick is there with the papers and the captain is there thinking that they are going to arrest Laszlo and stop this whole thing because Laszlo in his mind, him and Ilsa are going. In Ilsa's mind, Ilsa and Rick are going. It's like a whole thing. So the captain's there. Rick is like, me and Ilsa are going. You're getting arrested, Laszlo. Wrong because Rick is a sly motherfucker. He actually turned the tables. He got the captain to step aside because he pulled out a gun on him. And he's like, ha ha, you're going to do what I say now. Ilsa and Lazo are getting on that plane and that's final. So he gets the captain to call the airport to let them know that they have two passengers coming with papers and they are not to be questioned. What was a stupid move. Like Rick should have dialed the phone. But the captain calls the German guy, the Nazi German general guy and he's acting like he's talking to the airport he's like at the airport there are these two passengers who are going to fly out tonight okay see you there also I don't like that I just held a phone like this I did improv for so many years it should be like this shame on me anyway (laughs) so we go to the airport Rick still has a gun on the captain he's just like we're gonna get away with this see I don't know why I just did that voice because nobody sounds like that in this movie (laughs) And he says, this is going to happen. Like, just let it happen. So Ilsa and Laszlo go to make sure the luggage is all good and this and this and that. Or no, Laszlo goes to check up on their luggage. Ilsa and Rick are having this one last moment. And he's explaining to her, like, no, it has to be you and Laszlo. He has important work to do and you are his motivation to do it. You are the reason he is doing this work. And it's good work. He's doing the good thing in this war. You're a huge part part of that and she understands and she kind of like says her final goodbye then they start walking to the plane very slowly I might add and they're adding like some urgency because the Nazi general is on his way to the airport and he's driving awfully fast so I'm just sitting here watching this moment like can we walk faster please let's just get on the plane why are you walking like you got all the time in the world you sure don't let's move it but they get on the plane the Nazi general gets there and he's just like you are done I'm going to call and stop the plane and, and and rick is like don't pick up that phone don't do it don't do it and rick does what rick does and he shot the general and it's like you just shot a very important nazi man like okay the captain you're like oh shit what is he gonna do he pulls through and he's a real one <laughs> when everybody kind of rushes over because rick hides his gun obviously and he looks around and he tells the next important person he's like the general has been shot go round up the usual suspects like like Rick didn't do it. Someone else did it and ran off. Go find out who it was. And Rick and him share this moment of like, yeah, okay, I see you, buddy. I see you. <laughs> and then we come to the end of the movie, which is another iconic line where he's just like, Louie, this is the start of a beautiful friendship which I've also heard that line in so many different ways. It's a great ending. Cause you're just like, yeah, Rick, you're just on the run again. You're gonna go to the next town or what have you. You're staying in Casablanca and you're amongst friends, clearly. Everybody looked out for Rick. It was so great. It was such a great ending to such a great movie. And it had, again, so many little moments that just tied the movie together. Like one of my favorite moments also was when the Germans were singing in the bar and they took Sam's piano, did not like it. They took over Sam's piano and I was just like, uh-uh, that's not yours. Step off. <laughs> step off. Step off. If you know, you know. <laughs> but I was just like, okay, whatever Germans. And they're singing their Nazi Germany like songs. And then Laszlo walks over to the live band and was like, play the French national anthem right now. And he does. And the entire bar breaks out into unison singing and Out sings the Germans, like, real quick. The Germans sat down. They tried. They tried to sing back real hard, but they had nothing on the French national anthem in this movie. And I was just like, yeah, sit down, Nazis. Nobody likes you. Go sit in your corner. It's moments like that that just tie this movie together with wonderful patriotism during this dark war time, which, again, I'm pretty sure I said in my real live reaction that, like, I can't do war like that. (laughs) War was different back then. I can't do no, nope, 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 nope. I couldn't do it. I don't know how people lived through like World War One and World War Two. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope I never have to live through that kind of world war like ever it's just it's terrifying but all in all this movie had all the classic elements all the classic lines classic costumes and just the feel was just so great music ah oh, chef's kiss mostly because I just know the songs it transported me though into those moments where you hear the live band and the live piano playing and you know that romantic wispy feeling I was there I was was there full on and it was just such a lovely movie it was beautifully directed beautifully shot I did mention this what I always love about black and white movies is in my imagination I'm thinking like what actual colors are we playing with here you know what I mean like I really wonder how colorful those costumes were especially when you're in a place like Casablanca where it's like rich Arabic African culture around you and that's a very colorful thing So I wonder what that was like Like how colorful it actually was To be on set such a cool thought But I loved the movie it's become A a really wonderful favorite Of mine I'm so glad I watched it It was really beautiful but that was Casablanca I love it I can't wait to watch Some more black and white movies honestly I don't know if I have too many on my List so please like feel free to Comment and let me know if there's any Other classic movies in this kind of Genre that you think that I might Enjoy 9 out of 10 I probably haven't seen it so just comment it anyway even if you think like oh she's probably seen this I probably haven't so just comment and let me know other movies that I should watch but I really enjoyed this one and if you haven't seen Casablanca highly recommend it which brings me to my rating two thumbs up love Casablanca. Two thumbs up. Everything about it was amazing. I loved every bit of it. Music, language, filmography, everything. It was beautiful. True masterpiece. But thanks for stopping by Pod Squad. That was Casablanca. And next week, I don't know what we'll be watching, but we all know it'll take me for some kind of ride. <laughs> I will see you guys next week. Bye.